stretch of land in Louisiana that used to be known as plantation country, where enslaved Africans were brought against their will and forced to work. Today, though, this part of the state is known as Cancer Alley, and residents whose ancestors have lived here for generations are now fighting for clean air. Residents in Cancer Alley are regularly being exposed to acetaldehyde, formaldehyde, benzene, carbon tetrachloride, and butadine, among others. The risk for cancer in Cancer Alley is 48.5 per million, meaning out of a million individuals, 48 of them are likely to develop cancer over their lifetime. The national average anywhere else in the United States is 30.3 per million. Mary M. Bethune High School was a racially segregated elementary and secondary school located in Norco, Louisiana that opened its doors in 1951. Named after Mary McLeod Bethune, the founder of the National Council of Negro Women, the school taught kindergarten through 12th grade from 1951 until its closure as a result of various court guidelines in 1969. By the early 1960s, Norco, Louisiana was taken from a town of old plantations to one of industrial wastelands. A decade later, along Washington Street, the shell plant was still fully operational producing a continuous, dull hum. The first major tragedy struck in 1973, approximately one block from the refinery. 16-year-old Leroy Jones was cutting grass for his neighbor, Helen Washington. As Miss Washington was on her porch taking a nap, a spark from Jones's lawnmower made contact with a highly flammable, invisible gas, instantly killing both Washington and Jones. Today, all that remains is this empty lot which the Shell Refinery still towers over. In the early morning hours of May 5, 1988, a second tragedy struck the Diamond community. Caused by an eroded pipe, an explosion occurred inside the Shell Refinery, killing seven Shell workers and destroying several homes along Washington Street. Along with several lives and homes lost, this explosion released over 159 million pounds of toxic chemical waste into the atmosphere causing an estimated $700 million in damages. To this day, residents in the area still suffer from illness and death as a result of these toxic fumes. Thirteen years later, on June 7, 2001, lightning struck a gasoline tank at Orion Chemical, causing a massive fire. At the time of the lightning strike, the tank was filled to its 10 million gallon capacity. This happened less than 300 feet from the nearest home. Luckily, no lives were lost, but damage was done within the community. Residents were upset when the Guinness Book of World Records touted the incident as the largest ever fuel tank fire, incorrectly citing the location as New Orleans. Incidents like these show just how high the risk is for these communities at any given point in time. The Bonnie Carey Spillway is a flood control operation used to divert floodwaters of the Mississippi River. Last opened in 2011, there were no signs of life along it when I visited in January of 2023. This lonely bird was the only sign of life present. Massive ocean-going vessels litter the Mississippi River in front of the spillway. These vessels are responsible for carrying thousands of pounds of oils, plastics, and other substances to and fro the refineries along Cancer Alley. Residents on land are unaware of what these vessels are carrying at any given moment. The empty lots seen here are a result of a buyout between Shell and the families of the Diamond community. Shell paid these families fair market value for their properties 
forcing them to relocate elsewhere. In the end, each family was paid less than $3,000 to relocate. Today, the city of Norco is surrounded on all sides by the Shell refinery. It is a constant reminder and brutal display of power. Various organizations such as the Louisiana Bucket Brigade serve to educate and advocate for Cancer Alley, with the ultimate goal of amplifying the voices of fenceline communities such as Norco. Although Shell and other companies are trying to erase the deep history and silence these communities, residents and advocates refuse to allow this. The biggest challenge that communities face is the fact that these plants have not broken any laws. They obtain permits entirely legally to be placed where they are. Their output of chemicals is regulated by law, but is not regularly enforced and monitored. Under the cover of darkness every single night, when no one's watching, these companies burn off the excess gas and other toxins, releasing them into the air, unregulated and unrestrained. In addition to being towered over, these communities are under a scrutinizing, watchful eye. The entire time I was in Norco, I felt like I was being watched. There were surveillance vehicles surrounding me at all times. Unidentified pickup trucks with plant workers drove by, glaring at me, wondering why I was there. Perhaps they knew what I was trying to do, but perhaps they didn't. What matters is the fact that they were there, watching me. I was a visitor in their prison. When you go to fill your car with gasoline, remember, you're not the only one paying the price.